It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily, yes, daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby, joined by Michael Pappas, holding a cute dog. What's the dog's name? The dog's name is Harry. Hey, Harry. So Pappas and Harry, as well as former intern Jaws. Former intern Jaws, how are you? Fantastic. How are you doing? Fine. Fine. Uh, we're going to talk more Gus drama and rumors. Got some other football news, listener questions, and a look at basketball as well. So we're recording this Monday evening, and there's been chatter on message boards all day, Auburn Twitter all day, different group chats all over the place. Everybody asking, you know, are you hearing anything? Are you hearing anything? Things are happening. And to be frank, I didn't buy any of it. Um, but I did buy the fact that it's like, okay, it makes more sense if you were going to do it, if you know, and if, you know, in theory, the Auburn Athletics Department knows that they want to move on from Gus Malzahn, um, it makes more sense to do it now than after the game on Saturday, because you don't want Gus to go out there and beat Mississippi State by five or six touchdowns, and then it's like, okay, you can't fire him. Um, so I think if anything would have happened... It would have happened on Monday, and the more I think about it, the more it doesn't make sense to fire the guy. So, um, you guys have anything to add from that? Did you guys hear anything spicy over the course of the last 24 hours? No, I I pretty much agree with you completely, Zach. I mean, it's pretty much... you, You don't really gain any advantage by waiting, other than, I guess, if you wait until it's 2021 and uh, his buyout is slightly lower, I guess, uh, in in January than it is now, technically. Um, but, I, don't, I mean, if you're going to fire a coach, you fire him. Like, you, you don't wait around and and start your coaching search while you still have him. Yeah. That's just rude. Yeah. Yeah, I think we got to hold off until he goes five and seven next year. Yeah, I mean, assuming that happens. I, I, I just think it's either going to be, I mean, it's definitely boom or bust in 2021, I think. And I think everybody's going to kind of be okay with that. Or they're going to be forced to be okay with that going into the season. But something interesting, and I've I, I've been kind of talking with folks and saying it's like, okay, if he beats State, he stays. And if somehow if he loses on Saturday, I think he goes. But also, like, I think the way Saturday looks totally matters. I went on WNSP as a guest with Dave Schultz um, down in Mobile. Sweet, Greg. Um, yeah, thanks, bro. You say that every time I bring that up. That's hilarious. But they, he asked me, he's like, well, does it even matter how you win? Because if it's like, if it's a last-second field goal to beat Mississippi State in Starkville, is that the difference between keeping and losing your coach? Like, I, I just, I don't think that really makes a whole lot of sense. Um, so I think he stays either way at this point, unless they just go out and get spanked on Saturday. And I just, I, I just don't see that happening. I don't think either of us th- see that happening on Saturday, but, um, that's kind of where I'm at. The more I've had time to sit back and think about this, I, I see very few scenarios 
where Gus is not Auburn's head coach in 2021. I agree with you, Zach. Um, kind of like we talked about it yesterday. The only way that's going to happen is if Auburn really feels like it can go out and get a better coach. And as much as people dislike Gus Malzahn, I, I just don't think that, that that's going to happen. And Rhett Lashley will be available next year, like you mentioned yeah. yesterday. All right, some mm-hmm. news right. and notes. Um, defensive back Devin Barrett opted out earlier in the season. Gus Malzahn over the weekend said he wasn't sure if he was going to look at other schools or if he would return to Auburn. Of course, Devin Barrett is a former four-star running back. Also, Lee Hunter, Auburn's top-ranked commit in this 2021 class, making us all paranoid. He tweeted like the middle of the night. It was 3.30 his time, 2.30 Central time, in the middle of the night, saying, quote, up thinking about my future, and I'm thankful for it. I'm exhausted. I think this is a sign God giving me my recruitment is still open. Yeah, so we tweeted that in the middle of the night, and then it sounds like um, Keith Niebuhr over at Auburn Undercover, we all think he's the best in the biz, Auburn 247, subscribe, um, was messaging with him according to the article, and he says the Hunter is still committed to Gus's program. He also later in the article says that um, those close to Hunter are claiming that as long as Steele is there, Hunter is all in and um, going to be committed to the program. That's a weird thing to tweet in the middle of the night and then say, yeah, I'm still solidly committed to the program when he literally says in the tweet, my recruitment is still open. Yeah, I agree. But um, I also think that... um you know, we all may have uh, tweeted or Facebooked or something, an odd thing or two when we were in high school or middle school or something of the sort. And um, I don't know. I mean, recruits do like cryptic and strange things, right? And He hasn't, though. I mean, he has been so rock solid since like a year ago. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he had a bad night. Who knows? Guys are certainly allowed to have that. Maybe he was just having some some sad boy hours. Maybe so. Maybe so. What what former intern Jaws? I said felt that. I feel that. (laughs) I can I could definitely see that happening and him tweeting that out. Yeah. All right. So y'all aren't too worried about it. I I mean, if he's not known for doing this in the past, I would definitely be concerned given the state of Auburn's twenty twenty one class. But you know, until something official comes out. I'm not going to panic, but it is it is concerning. All right. Uh, we'll continue our conversation and um, jump into some listener questions. You guys have been blowing it up, 205-502-4285. First things first, today's show brought to you by our good friends at Frisky Whiskey. They are stocking up and loading up for the holiday season. Highly encourage you to check out all the things that they are getting in these days. Frisky Whiskey is your one-stop shop for Lear, Bicker, uh, Lear, <laughs> beer, liquor, wine, tobacco, anything that you need, whether it's whiskey or bourbon or vodka. I mean, anything you want. They've got all kinds of it. Massive selection, 10,000 square feet of just all kinds of things that you could want. And Pappas, you've been there. You can agree. The prices... Um, I mean, there, there's nothing else even close to it in our area. So if you're in the East Alabama, West Georgia area, highly encourage you to head over to see our friends at Frisky Whiskey. Just type in Frisky Whiskey in your phone's GPS. Or if you're on I-85 heading 
into Georgia. As soon as you cross the state line, you'll see some, um, some, uh, some signs, and you can just follow those. They will get you to where you want to be. Frisky Whiskey, tell them Locked On Auburn sent you. Today's show also brought to you by our good friends at Coors Light. You can buy some Coors Light as well as a bunch of other things at Frisky Whiskey. But Coors Light is the beer literally made to chill. Coors Light understands that watching football is therapeutic to fans. Uninterrupted me time, an excuse to chill and drink beer. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. Literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's literally made to chill. Celebrate responsibly and get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, guys, y'all want to touch on some listener questions? Yes, sir. Yes. Okay, sweet. Yes, I do. Thank you, Pappas. All right, so the first one, 205-502-4285. Totally agree with Pappas. This is Nick from SD. I'm assuming that's San Diego. Nick from San Diego. Totally agree with Michael. Stick to the devil you know. We just Wait, got an- I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt, Zach. Can you read the first part of that question again? Sure. He said, uh, totally agree with Michael. Oh, thanks. Sorry. <laughs> that all you need? You good? Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. Once again, Nick from San Diego. I'll read it one more time for you. Totally agree with Michael. Stick to the devil you know. We just got a new OC that didn't get spring practice and has to deal with an injured O-line and Nick Brahms. With Bo and most likely having only one more season, I think you need to ride out the Chad Morris experience at least through 2021 and hoping some semblance of a normal year. On a side note, I like Zach's selection for Lane from a football perspective, but I don't think he'll come to Auburn. His personality would not be appreciated by the Auburn men. I personally think he's hilarious and would appreciate the personality after having Gus's vanilla pressers for so long. Love the show. Once again, that is Nick from San Diego. Anything about that, Pap, that stands out to you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I think he makes a good point about um, Chad Morris. Right. Uh, going into the season, it was a kind of a big question mark what the offense would look like. Um, the offensive line certainly seems to be gelling now. Um, but three of the last four games have been incredible. For I mean, have been good games for the offense. Right. LSU, Tennessee and, and Texas A&M, the offense played well in all three of them. And obviously Alabama in the middle of there was kind of a catastrophe, but out I still feel, felt like Auburn moved the ball pretty well. They had some struggles in the red zone and everything, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like I, I don't feel like the offense seems to be stagnant or getting worse throughout the season. And I kind of feel like that's what we've seen with some offenses in the past. So I like giving, uh, giving another year I'm, I'm on board. So Nick mentioned, and I've heard other Auburn fans like, Hey, next year, maybe Bo's last year. Unless he takes massive steps and fixes some of his form, I'd, I I think he's going to be at Auburn past his junior season. Is that an Man, unpopular opinion? Uh, I think you're probably right. Yeah. I mean, I, Unless but, he just wants to leave and wants to try it, and, and he certainly has the right to do so, but... That doesn't seem to be his style. Right? I agree. So, um, I agree. No, I think he, uh, I think he's back, and I, I, I don't know. I think they're going to keep improving. 
I think he's going to keep improving. Um, if you don't think he improved from last year to this year, I, I think you haven't been watching. Um, and, and I think he's going to continue to get better. I mean, he's getting older. He's getting thicker. He's being more comfortable as a runner. He's trusting his offensive line more. I mean, we're seeing improvement from him. So, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. And, Zach, something to think about. He can actually be here for five years because this one doesn't count. Would that not be the most Bo Nix thing ever? Be here for five years? Yeah. That would I can be see awesome. that happening. Definitely see that happening. And somehow Eli Stove will still be eligible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Um, all right, here's another one. This is Brandon from Atlanta. Hey, guys, I don't disagree that getting rid of Gus could turn Auburn into the next Tennessee, but after Saturday's loss, I think we've had seven seasons in a row now with at least four losses. Seven. That would not fly in Tuscaloosa, so why should Auburn fans have to accept that? We're just supposed to be okay being average or worse year after year. There are big programs worse off than we are now, and things could absolutely get worse if we fire Gus. But there is a chance that things could improve. I'm glad I'm not the one to make this call. But if I were, I'd probably roll the dice with someone else. It's not enough to beat Saban every couple of years. It's just not. Love the pod. Thank you uh, so much to Brandon from Atlanta. I think, um, once again, I think we need to address what the correct barometer for success is. And I think comparing Auburn to what Alabama is and the assets that both programs have and the resources that both programs have and where each program is, I think we need to take all that into consideration. That is correct. Tuscaloosa would not accept that, but they're not the same thing. Auburn is not Tuscaloosa. Auburn is not Alabama. Auburn is not Nick Saban. And until Nick Saban retires, Auburn will not ever get the chance to be on Nick Saban's level. Now, there's the other side of that, is we could hire a coach that in two or three years, once Saban does retire, could take Auburn to that level. Two or three years? Two or three years, I think Saban retires within the next five years. I bet it's more than that. I think he's going to die on the sideline. (laughs) And it's going to be like 15 years from now. Oh, man. See, I don't want to live in that reality. My kid's going to be driving, and Nick Saban's still going to be coaching for Alabama. I think he's going to be Petrino or Beamer. Coaches into like deep, deep into his 80s. Yeah. His wife may make him stop. Miss Tammy? Okay. I know that that's the the prevailing theory, right, behind a lot of this. But I'm going to be honest. Does Nick Saban seem like a real pleasant guy to have around the house? Kind of, yeah. All that, I, I think so, yeah. Oh, wow. All that, like, energy and anal retentiveness and, um, I mean, all of that, if he's not putting it into the Alabama football program, it has to go somewhere. Uh-huh. And, I, I, and I got gotcha. from Going from being a head coach's wife for, for 30 years, I don't know. I think that would be tough. All right, final question uh, today, and we'll get into some basketball. From Charlie5, been very active in the Discord. Thank you so much, brother. And you can join the Discord. We've got uh, over 70 Auburn fans just talking about all kinds of stuff. Be sure to join us there. It'll be The link will be in the episode description. But um, Charlie5 asks, what if we paid a coach three mil per year guaranteed and then paid them one and a half mil for every win over eight? That's outside of the box, and an undefeated season would yield $13.5 million. 
A 10-win season is 6 mil, which is, to me, what you should expect. Every 10-win season adds half a million dollars guaranteed. Guarantee caps out at 6 mil incentive-based, but encourages you to build a program to give you a base of 10 wins. Change the game in coaching. Love, Charlie 5. I love the concept of it. I love the idea of it. But as we talked yesterday, I think Auburn's going to be in a situation that when they do need to hire a coach, and I don't think it'll be this offseason, I don't think any of us do, but next time they're in that situation, it's going to be hard for them because there's going to be other top programs that are going to want a, a coach. And if another program is going to be willing to throw them, you know, however many million dollars a year, I, I think they're going to want security in, the, in their bottom line as far as what they're going to be making every year. I like the idea, but I think you need a very specific personality to say, okay, I'm cool betting on myself. Yeah, I, I don't know why you would accept that as the head coach. And if you're Auburn, then you run into the risk of, you know, let's say the guy wins 10 games. Why would he not just go then take another job with a, with, where they will just pay him a salary? Right. He doesn't have to earn it every year, essentially. I mean, I, I shouldn't say earn it, every, but like, that's that's the issue with these contracts. That's why they don't. I mean, do Jimbo's it in the got NFL. ten for ten, no matter what, right? Isn't that his deal? Yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, especially if Auburn's going to go try to pluck one of these coaches that is better than Gus, right? Because there's, I mean, hiring. Yeah. So I, I just I don't see it happening. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Built Go. Break through your. Wall, whether it's mental or a physical wall, break through it every day with Built Go. Just like Tank Bigsby running through a brick wall, Built Go can make you do that too. It's easy to take in one and a half ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase, your golf bag. Um, it fits anywhere. It's very, very small. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's like a five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. Three delicious flavors: peanut butter, honey. Chocolate coconut, chocolate mint. They're all great. I've had all of them. I think two are significantly better than the other one, but they're all good. They're all good. How does Built Go work so well? Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system and it's easy on the stomach. Visit BuiltGo.com. Use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, LOCKED, and you will get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life, homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, gentlemen. This is uh, this is really like what Jaws has been waiting for 
since the game ended Friday night. Um, we're going to talk a little basketball to wrap up today's show. The Tigers shot like crazy Friday night. I was not able to watch it live, but I've seen most of the game um, watching it over the weekend. Uh, Justin Powell is my spirit animal. Former intern Jaws, what are your thoughts? I, I said it before the season started. I said it as soon as he made his first shot in the first game, and I'm going to continue to hammer this narrative until it happens in two years. Justin Powell is the 2022 Naismith winner. He is going to be player of the year. I thoroughly believe that this is going to happen. That kid shoots better than Bryce Brown. He's, he's better than Bryce Brown, and I think we'll get to see that before his time is done at Auburn. See, that, that is, is a that very is um, take. The, that is a solid hot take. It's um, it's ridiculous. Was that a hot take or was that blasphemy? Um, <laughs> or was it just truth? I I don't know. I don't know. If he continues to average about fourteen to twelve points a game, he'll already be on pace to beat Bryce Brown's three point record. That's just how it is. I mean, he's already he's already won it in my mind. He's already won. He's You're already so won twenty twenty two, and I love it. Um, but you know, just wait, to what talk year about does he win it? Twenty two. 2022. I think okay. it's more likely in 23. And his senior year? Yeah, uh, well, not to be racist, but usually the white guys don't compete till they're seniors. Uh, well, I mean, if he's already dropping 14 a game at, at, as a freshman, you know. I, I feel like he's competing now. Move over. All we need, all we need is for him to j- dunk on somebody like Jared Harper did, and then I'll just I'll be sold. Hashtag free Sharif. Real, um, but to talk about the the whole the game as a whole, you know, the game actually as a whole concerned me. Even though I believe we tied uh, three pointers made in the game, the SEC record, I believe we tied that record, is because Auburn does not get back on defense. Auburn gives up way too many drives to the lane. They are not strong inside. They are not. They don't whoa, have whoa, a lot whoa, of. Whoa. Hold on, JT Thor is so lanky, and I saw him block one shot, and it was really cool looking because of that lank. So I'm going to be convinced Auburn has a very good inside presence until, uh, I guess, probably until I watch a full basketball game. My problem with Thor is that he averages four fouls a game. And Auburn gave up 20 passes. His name is is Thor, and you want him to just sit there and be passive? You're you're right. You're right. Um, Auburn giving up 20 fast break points to South Alabama really concerns me. Um, because that that can only tell me what what the good teams in the SEC are going to do. Teams like Missouri and Georgia, who are downhill, get to the hole type of teams. Um, you know, Auburn Georgia. Auburn shot the lights. Well, they had the I mean, number one overall pick last year. They won like twelve games. Get I think they win more this year. I like that you didn't mention Kentucky because they lost to Georgia Tech. And Kentucky's kind of fallen off. Kentucky can't shoot. They they couldn't buy a bucket right now. Nah, and you know that's they'll just be the best team in like at. three weeks. I'm not worried about it. Give it time. Give it time. We we give Jaws the floor to talk about basketball. <laughs> just interrupt every No, but my concern is Auburn's showing all of these flaws against teams that they should be beating, and they shot the lights out of it. Um, Saturday, but the only one by nine. And so my concern is, can this team, which is very young and very inexperienced, start to group it together on defense before SEC play starts? That is my question, and I have serious doubts about that just based on what we saw last night, or two nights ago, I'm sorry. That backdoor cover was brutal, by the way. Yeah, that was... Mm. Made my heart hurt. 
You have to be a madman to bet on college basketball. Uh, it's true. That's true. It's um, so great. There's nothing like watching two random Midwestern teams on a Tuesday night. <laughs> nothing like it, baby. Jaws, I know you're a big fan of Memphis. And we played them on Monday. No, we played them mm. on Saturday. Yeah, we played them this Saturday. You know, just I, I'm a, I'm a real big Memphis Tigers fan. I love Penny Hardaway. I cannot emphasize enough how much I would just not care if their program ceased to exist. You know, I just I, I really have so much respect for them, and I really hope they play a good game Saturday. Sarcasm. Okay. Okay. What's your favorite thing about the Memphis basketball program? Um, you know, my favorite thing is that they get caught paying players and absolutely nothing happens because, you know, the NCAA is just such a nice organization. You know, they'll just let that stuff go, you know? And I really appreciate everybody just kind of getting together and deciding that, you know what, if you make a mistake, you know, sometimes you don't have to pay the consequence. So, you know, just stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, just really, really like the program and their their fans, man. They are just top quality. So, Basketball and football are going to be playing at the same time on Saturday, right? That is right. Because they move the basketball game up. It's at 5.30, I think I is what I saw. Four. Okay, so I may the, be getting time zones off. Four. Okay, gotcha. And the football game's at 6.30, right? Right, yeah. So okay, we will so get it, to transition. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Would you rather watch the end of Auburn basketball or the start of Auburn football? Jaws, make that a poll question. End. Oh, I can make that a poll question. Just for me personally, though, I would rather watch the end of basketball because I think that may, game may be close and the Auburn-Mississippi State game may be the most in, uninteresting Auburn game we've seen in a while. <laughs> well, you're going to watch every second of a Memphis basketball game. Are you kidding me? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, you got anything to add basketball-wise? Uh, Auburn by 100 points on Saturday. Dope. Pap, is where can like people it. find you and hear you, buddy? Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Former intern Jaws? Follow me on Twitter at intern Jaws. <laughs> I love that you made that your name. <laughs> That's awesome. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. Once again, join the Discord. Tons of fun. Almost as fun as J.J. Pickies. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.